0: Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast for the week of June the 8th. Ray Morrison, Phase 3 for Saskatchewan Open today. So restaurants and licensed establishments at 50% capacity. Our friends at uh, Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar are busy uh, with their first day of the reopening as well. So a big thanks to to them and uh, wish them and all the other restaurants that are opening today and other services all the best as we move forward with the reopen Saskatchewan plan. And we're out and
1: about. We're at Kilburn Park as we record this. You might hear the odd aluminum bat off the ball. The people are... Warming up in the batting cages. we got people working out to the left of us, so everybody's in a great mood out and about as we get set to start the summer.
0: So uh, might as well hop right into it because You're this is a bad something mood. that I've been are, sitting are, you, on you, all day.
1: You've been stewing all day, so let's, let's have it.
0: So Canada West and U Sports <laughs> announced the cancellation <laughs> of their football programs, yep. soccer, women's rugby 15s, women's field hockey for 2020, the decision on golf, cross country and swimming is to come on July the 15th. Okay. Hockey, volleyball, basketball, which is typically a sport or sports that run in both semesters, starts yep. in the fall, ends kind of in the the spring, end of winter. That's already been pushed back to December or it was right. as of a few weeks ago. A decision on that season will be made on October the 8th. This is far too <laughs> premature. <laughs> to be making this decision, in my opinion. It was just a few weeks ago yep, that uh, football said we're going to yep. have a condensed five-game schedule. Yep. The cases have since uh, gotten The lower, COVID cases, the pandemic and cases somehow, have and gone And somehow, down. yeah, and somehow we have come to this decision to just cancel everything. <laughs> Well, we have canceled everything, well, but we've
1: canceled okay. everything in the fall, right? What so. do
0: you think the decision on October the 8th is going to be in regards to hockey, basketball, and uh, volleyball? Because I think I know which way it's turning.
1: I think I know which way it's turning, too. As of today, I do know that that COVID hospital, even though we've got six people in hospital, that COVID hospital at Merlis-Belshire Place, it's on the go. Yep. Like they're still setting that up. Uh, the worry is for the fall wave. And I'll go back to something about this pandemic that I said when it first came was, you know, the World Health Organization was taking a lot of criticism. I still don't know if medical professionals know what this is. And that's kind of the fear, I think. But when you look at Saskatchewan, when we got fewer than 20 active cases and fewer than seven people in the hospital, it is time to get going again. So I'll agree with you on that. But the only thing that you've got to understand, Matt, is the risk to the athletes could be huge. And I, I, I think it's a dangerous game to start second-guessing those in, in health or positions of, of decision-making when, you know, when calls like this are made. They're made for the best interest of the athletes and everybody involved. Also remember that this isn't what universities do. Universities educate, they learn sports isn't necessarily and we've seen some bad decisions from youth sports in the past. Um, this isn't why universities exist for sports. So while I can understand that you are just
0: upset. Oh, it's not just me, trust me. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> it is the I, vast majority I, well, of people yeah, that I have yeah. been in contact with and seen on I just, social I media. I just
1: don't know if the academics know what's coming down the pike and if this is going to be something that is going to be a problem down the road. It might be better for them to deal with it. When you consider that in university circles, they've got to figure out how to teach many, many classes online now. The way of education has changed. So as a result, maybe those in new sports are saying, look, we've got to focus on that. We can't necessarily dedicate our time to to sport. It's it's hard it's hard to know, right?
0: And I'm not saying that uh, these sports should go right ahead full bore. I'm just saying that the de- decision was made far too, really, early. too I mean, early. If we're still yeah. in this decision in, in late July, August, I mean, they already pushed the football season back to a five game schedule and it's just flabbergasting to me and nobody at Canada West or Youth Sports has been able to answer this question yeah. yet is uh, how you go from a five game schedule. The cases <laughs> go down, they decrease and you yeah. somehow go to zero yeah. games. And like I said, I have a feeling I I know which way the October 8th decision is going to go, which is four months before January when the start season for the hockey, uh, basketball and volleyball decision is going to happen. So we can cross that bridge in the fall when we know what decision is going to come there.
1: Claire Hanna of CTV Regina tweeted out that the Canada West president, Clint Hamilton, said, quote, if there's no vaccine and physical distancing requirements have not changed across the four provinces... It's going to be hard to envision us playing a January to March season, so mm-hmm. that would scrub hockey and basketball as well and, and volleyball. volleyball. Yeah. yeah,
0: which again, just October is a far too early decision. <laughs> Time to make that decision. Well,
1: again, yeah, we've seen we've seen the academics make some bad decisions when it comes to athletics. I'm not so sure this is as bad of a decision as you think it is.
0: Well, I'm not saying that it's a bad decision. I'm just saying the it's timing. Too early. It, the timing of it okay. is the bad decision. I'll give you that. If we were still in this situation in July or August, then yeah, okay, oh. then you gotta have a discussion about it. They even modified the schedules to cut down on travel because I would assume that that would be yeah. one of the determining factors is the amount of travel that. Like they little that kind of initial schedule, you mean yes. they kind of altered the travel Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: so the the of would probably only play regina Regina, like like
0: Alberta and Manitoba. Maybe Manitoba. yeah okay so So, that 's of okay. uh, kind of my. Uh, Opinion on it. There. Do you feel better? Uh, Not really. No. no. This is something that's <laughs> going to stick with me for a while until some questions oh, good. get answered. <laughs> but that's okay. But I digress. <laughs> All right. Our good friend, I'll call him a, a good friend of mine as well. He likes you. We, yeah, we exchange uh, yeah. Christmas greetings from yes, time to do. time. Chris Cuthbert has made the jump from TSN. Of course, he was the number one CFL on TSN play-by-play yeah. guy. He is now taking his talents to Sportsnet to do some hockey. And uh, I know, uh, like I said, uh, you, myself, and Chris are yep. are uh, quite close with one another. So, uh, you know, I think uh, good for Chris Cuthbert uh, ho- hopping back into the hockey game.
1: You know what's interesting is... Um Chris Cuthbert actually started. Um, I think he started um, back in 1984. That was his first year on Hockey Night in Canada, and it was kind of neat when he tweeted out the old powder blue jackets with the logo. Mm-hmm. Did you see his yep. tweet saying yep. uh, back, to back, "Back to the Future" or whatever? Future? Yep. And I asked him. I said, "Is that was that your jacket?" He said, "Yeah, that was my jacket." So he still had one uh, that he that he kept, and he tweeted that. So. The neat thing about this is there are six seasons left on the Sportsnet contract. Chris Cuthbert, like I said, you go back to 1984. Chris Cuthbert has never had a chance to call a Stanley Cup final. And he was with Hockey Night in Canada from 1984 to 2004 or 2005 before, to to, before he went to TSN. Never had the opportunity to call a Stanley Cup final, but now will. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty good. So um, he said his first game was a Quebec-Calgary game. The Quebec-Nordiques in Calgary. It was a regional game that he got to call, and he was talking about that on an interview that he uh, did today. And when it comes to the CFL, he said he'll miss it. But when you think about it, he's called 25 Grey Cup games. That's amazing. And has called over 800 CFL games in total. Wow. And so, you know, he knows. And he did make the point. He says, you know, I am 62. He said there's six years left on this contract. Do the math. I'll be 68 <laughs> when this is over. Uh, so, um, you know, he just probably thought that there, if there was a chance to call one Stanley Cup final in his career, this was going to be it. And um, it's, it's unfortunate. So now, what does TSN do? Because yeah. let's be honest. Let's be totally honest. Is there anybody left on that network that could fill the shoes of Chris Cuthbert remotely closely?
0: I don't think anybody well, in terms of Canadian network television and even some American network television, I don't think there's anybody that can replace chris cuthbert yeah i mean really and that's no disrespect to the guys that are in the, the same field but i just think uh, and maybe it's just my bias speaking but i think chris is just you know kind of a on step a level. ahead yeah. yeah a step ahead of everybody else yeah so Oh, i do
1: too yeah we're a little bit biased because we're friends yeah
0: uh I, do,
1: I i like jim houston i've yeah, met, me met too. him talked to him a couple times good guy he gets a lot of hate but i i I've yeah. never had a problem with jim yeah. houston calling hockey so this brings about the question then who would you like to hear call Grey cup games going forward Who would you like to be the voice of the Grey Cup on TSN going forward? Now that Chris Cuthbert's gone. Rod Smith. There you go. Me too. You stole (laughs) my thunder. Yeah, exactly. Big Daddy. Beautiful guy too. (laughs) And uh, that would be my guy. But Rod Black will be in the mix. Yep. Gordon Miller will be in the mix. Um, We'll see who gets replaced at Sportsnet. I I don't know if somebody is going to be out because of this Chris Cuthbert hiring. I don't know who might be available. Um Dustin Nielsen is relatively new to TSN, so I don't know if he would do great cup games right away. But Dustin's a talented guy and yep. a good guy, too. Uh, so, you know, we all know these guys. But uh, I think I think Rod Smith has to be the guy that calls great cup games. He's just that good. And the other thing about Rod Smith, in a ticket-driven league, when you come out to Western Canada, he is fan-friendly. Mm-hmm. He is so friendly with his viewers with the fans with the people he says hello to and believe it or not in the canadian football league that's a big thing
0: yeah that's important well especially out here saskatchewan Manitoba, yep calgary edmonton
1: yeah so he's uh so that would be my that would be my choice would be rod smith but we'll see what uh the guy who's going to make a decision on this his name's paul graham he's kind of the the boss of tsn ultimately it'll be his call as to who calls great cups going forward. we are just name
0: dropping people left, right center. I know, center yeah,
1: well I'm trying to inform. I'm <laughs> trying to provide insight.
0: Must be nice to be Ray Morrison. <laughs> hey, like we said uh, phase three of the reopens Saskatchewan plan uh, is starting f- this week, uh, which means Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar at Idlewild and Circle is now open for business. You can dine in and enjoy the Wendell Burger, Chicken Tenders, Steak, and the best fries in Saskatoon. You've waited to visit Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar and the time has arrived. And right now at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and bar all takeout orders by phone 10 percent off you can now dine in with your favorite food and beverage or call for takeout and get in on a great deal Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar is now open uh, once again at circle and Idlewild 306-382-1717 I think our producer Ian Roach uh, just jumped for joy when I brought he, up the thing about he, the uh grabbed his off. phone he's dialing <laughs> He's dialing he's as dialing he's working. working right now. He's dialing as he's working. Right to uh, Kilburn Park. Yeah. Hey, this is interesting. Darian Durant, it's been a few years since we've uh, talked about him, but yep. he recently made an appearance on the Rod Peterson show, and he wants to get into either an executive role uh, or a media role in terms of the CFL. That's interesting. You know, he, uh, <laughs>
1: he's, he's never had a role in management, but I would argue he um, might be just as qualified as Ed Hervey right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm a big fan of Darian Durant's. As a matter of fact, I've said this, and some people don't agree with me, but I think Darian Durant's number should be retired by the Saskatchewan Roughriders. I I would agree. I really do. He's led this team to f- – he was part of four Grey Cup games. He was a backup to Kerry Joseph in 2007, mm-hmm. um, got them to the 09 and 2010 heartbreaks against Scott Flory's Montreal Alouettes. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, in 2013, when there was a ton of pressure on that rider team to beat Hamilton at Taylor Field, he did it. Yep. He was part of the reason why they won that great cup. So that's what I think. And, and the one thing I will say about Darian Durant, because I was on the sidelines for TSN in those years, 07, 08, I saw Kerry Joseph lead, and then I saw a transition take place where Darian Durant was kind of a mix. He was in a mix in there with Stephen Childs might have been in there. Marcus oh, yeah. Crandall might have been in the mix, and there was really no direction. And he studied, and I saw him on the sidelines from me to you away, listening to the coaches. When he was pulled, he was listening. He was trying to take in everything that he could. And that's, and that's kind of... Um where it stands with Daring Durant, in my mind, anyway.
0: Well, and he wore his heart on his sleeve. I mean, there was a couple of times where he didn't uh, always agree with what fans were saying about him on, on social media, and the odd time, I, I think he clapped back and yep. maybe got his hand slapped a little bit, but yep. he loved this province, and he loved, fan base, and he loved it's, playing yep. for the Riders. Oh, he really did. Yeah, like, exactly. Loved it. Yep, yep.
1: Yep. And, of course, he went on to play in Winnipeg and in uh, Montreal but he did admit I kept a lot of my rider garb. Yeah. I don't bullet out often, you know, yeah. and I'm not seen in it. But um, he, yeah, that would be a guy who could definitely have a place in management if he wanted it. He's that much of a student of the game that I think he could be. He yeah. really, he really could be. Whether it be player personnel or whether it be uh, making deals with players, he, I, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. A Darian Durant return to the Canadian Football League would be, uh, would be a great thing. And let's face it, if there, if we don't get a 2020 season in. And we have to start things up in 2021. What a way to grab some headlines and for <laughs> one team to have Darian Durant in your fold as part of your management team. Well, there
0: might be some shifting at uh, TSN here as well. So uh, he might be able to yeah. slide into a role that way. He yeah, said we'll uh, TV or radio. I think uh, we, we talk about him in the front office. I think uh, a former player would make an excellent, like Darian, would make yep. an excellent uh, analyst. analyst. Yep, for sure. Well. We yep. see it with uh, Glenn Suter and, and really all the guys on TSN, Dwayne Ford. Mm-hmm. Excellent uh analysts of of the game so i think uh now if you're a i guess president because that's who would be doing the hiring for the general manager position would you want a guy with a player background or would you want a guy with a business background for your general manager
1: well you wouldn't be able to hire a guy like darian right away to be your gm you'd have to to bring him you'd have to do exactly what jeremy oday did that Mm -hmm. would be the ideal because you think about jeremy oday as a player as a player he played under people like you know don matthews you take what you learn from there. You worked under Chris Jones. You take under what you learn from there. You, you take all of those things that you learn, and then you finally become a general manager,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah, that's that's what Darien would have to
0: do. He'd have to come in in a player personnel role, maybe an assistant coach's role. And then kind of take it from there. Just work his way up. Yep. Yeah, we've seen it at, uh, well, maybe not so much the CFL level, but the NFL, NHL level. Um, There's, you know, a decent amount of NFL general managers who, of course, kind of started from the bottom. Yep. uh, And rose, but a decent amount of professional general managers that have never played a down or a shift. Yep. In in a I'm all for Mary involvement, having a
1: role in the Canadian football. Yeah,
0: I really am. He's uh, and he's a good person. Too. No, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, we got a few minutes left here, and I know you wanted to touch on a few things before uh, we ended this uh, this edition of the podcast. Well, we all, you know, all you have to do is turn on your television to see what is going on in North America and around
1: the world. And Rick Westhead had a great read on TSN.ca right now as a group of seven active and retired players announced the formation of a hockey diversity alliance. So Evander Kane, Akeem Alou, Regina and Matt Dumba, uh, all part of this alliance to try to get more diversity in hockey, which I thought was a really good story. So if you get onto tsn.ca and give that a read, that's um, really good. Phase two of the NHL camps uh, today, June 8th, uh, our drop date here, and the Edmonton Oilers, I think they had five players skate oh, on the okay. ice. But here's the rule between phase two and phase three. So you're with five players. Those are the only five players yep. you can skate and with. You can't Until, touch them. I'm,
0: you can't. <clears throat>
1: yeah, and there's got to be social distancing in the room you're in. And yep. this, so apparently there was a 21-page guideline that came out with regards to this phase of a potential return. It is so detailed that on page 12, it actually says, you sing happy birthday twice when you wash your hands. <laughs> that was from Ryan Rashog of TSN. Ryan Rashog. That's, that's he said funny. it was that detailed that they want players to actually hold their hands under the sink for 18, 20 seconds. And it was actually in this document to sing happy birthday
0: twice. It's so, funny that they name go. dropped a song in there too. <laughs> uh, on this day, well, I guess it would have been yesterday. So June the 7th, Yep, the summer of Alexander Ovechkin started.
1: I thought one of the best lines, and I, that might have been on Twitter, remember when Barry Trotz coached the Washington Capitals to the Stanley Cup and then wasn't brought back because of money? <laughs> yeah. Chris Cuthbert tweeted, why didn't they just take back Alex Ovechkin's empties after he was <laughs> celebrating? Because... For months after that celebration, you could see Alex Ovechkin just partying everywhere he was with the Stanley Cup. And so,
0: what a time, what a place to win the Stanley Cup because they want it on the road in Vegas. In Las Vegas, absolutely, I mean, yeah. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, and the
1: you know, the fans had an appreciation for that too, You know, which yep. was kind of cool. You know, even though uh, they wanted their Knights to win uh, for that first-year franchise to get to the Stanley Cup final and, you know, learn about hockey and just be so into it. That was that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, Alexander certain. Ovechkin has always been flashy, right, since he came into the yep. league. But I think he's kind of he kind of matured a little bit yep. in his later years. And he's one of those guys that you know you could argue did deserve to win a cup. Yep. As, you know, being with oh, the Washington for sure. Capitals for those yep. you know 13 years. When um, him
1: and Sidney Crosby broke in, I'm not sure they were totally on the same page when they were young. Yep. But I think you know deep down, Sidney Crosby was probably pretty happy that. You know, in his 30s, Alex Ovechkin was able to get that Stanley Cup championship.
0: Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, they probably deserve cups.
1: Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to see Patrick Marlowe from Anneroyd, Saskatchewan, get a Stanley Cup. Uh... Yeah. If you you give me a list of 10 people I'd like to have a beer
0: with, Patty Marlowe would be of the 10. For sure. I can make yep. the argument that uh, Austin Matthews uh, deserves a cup as well. Maybe that's just my bias. Yeah, that is your bias. <laughs> that, is, that is
1: totally your bias.
0: <laughs> it's too bad. And as a Leafs fan, it, it's too bad that Babcock still isn't the coach anymore, Yeah. being a Saskatchewan guy. But uh, yep. I digress. Yeah. Who else in the NHL do you think uh, deserves a cup?
1: Boy, there's a, there's a great question. Well, you know what? I think that um, it, I would love to see the Calgary Flames win a Stanley Cup, and here's why. Because for years and years and years and seasons and seasons and seasons, their record has been just as good, if not better, than the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The Edmonton Oilers better. are the team that everybody talks about because they have Connor McDavid. Yeah. And the Calgary Flames, you take a look at their sponsorship money, their television rights, everything. It just doesn't measure up to what the Edmonton Oilers have had, even though they've played better hockey. So I'd love to see a guy like Mark Giordano or anybody like that, you know, anybody, any long-term player with that Flames organization win a Stanley Cup again. That would be good. And it was so exciting back in 2004 when they made their run. They fell short to Tampa. But that would be that would
0: be pretty cool. Two thousand three, two thousand four is my very first NHL game, and it happened to be a Calgary Flames game. So I don't, I'm not saying that there's a coincidence there, but I'm just saying yeah, that the absolutely. Calgary Flames made the Stanley Cup final the year I went to a game, and they probably would have made it this year because I had tickets to uh, the April third Edmonton Oilers. And it's uh, funny because that 04 game.
1: year, the interruption came right after that. Oh and yeah, and now guess. you were oh, part of an interruption again. Now that you got tickets to an Oilers Flames game, and that didn't yeah. happen so.
0: Got my money back, though. You did? Oh, good. 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 I was Uh, worried about that. I'm sure you were. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps things up for this (laughs) week's edition of the YXC Sports Podcast. Uh, Once again, this will be on our Facebook page on our website, yxcsportspodcast.com. Huge thanks to our sponsor, Waddell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. They are open for business, so make sure you go and see them and support local. And uh, if you can't make it out for whatever reason, you don't feel comfortable in going out, they are also uh, placing 10% off on all takeout orders by phone. Uh, So stay safe. Enjoy the. uh, That's all. Yeah, that's it. Uh, The weather's nice. It's June. A lot of things to look forward to uh, in this great province or uh, this great country, wherever you may be listening. We will talk to you the same time next week.